burst your uh, podcast bubble? No, I yeah, yeah. You guys are the first podcast I've ever been on. Somebody uh, else asked me to be on their podcast before. I'll talk about that if you want to. All it's right, funny. three, two, one. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back to the EG Pot of Thunder with your boy, the young lights can keep sweat here with my guy. Hello, it's me. I'm back. The occasional rotating co-host, my guy, Bo Vieira. And we're here with my guy from SF, my guy, Joe. From SF, live and in color, I'm Joe. <laughs> yeah, like I said. Good uh, to meet you, Joe. We kind of had a little bit of a blooper, so we're going to recreate this magic. I'm not sure if you knew but sf is what you refer to as san fran as well sf as you don't refer to san francisco as san fran you don't call it san fran no you don't call it san fran at why all. is that <laughs> i you know i can't tell you why but you just don't call it san fran you it's uncouth it over SF, there it's uncouth you either call it sf or the city yeah mm. all right the city the city, the city, the city of city. the United States of America is only in, in San, Francisco, San Francisco or San yeah. SF. My yeah. bad. You're not allowed to call your local city the city. It's the city is the city way over there on the West Coast. <laughs> way over there. Yeah, no. And the reason why you call it the city, though, is because for the San Francisco Bay Area, that is the city. Their city. Their city. Mm. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah, you know, you got you to get people in the vernacular when they come out here to visit. They got to they gotta get hip to what's going on over there. They can't bring, they can't call it they can't bring their culture over there and, you can't, and vice versa, oh, you know? It's two different cultures out it's, there, bro. I believe it. He I haven't been to the West Coast in a long time. Where, where, where have you been in the uh, West Coast? I've, I've got family that lives in San Diego. And I so have I've, no idea. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, San Diego's nice. San Diego's very nice, You've actually. Been there? Yeah. San Diego's nice. I agree with that. San Diego's nice. Yeah. If you had the choice, would you pick San Diego or San or SF? You know, that's really interesting that you say that because when I originally moved out to California, San Francisco, San Diego was on the table. Yeah. Mm. But it didn't. It ended up being off the table due to the fact that apparently I couldn't interview for jobs very well. That happens. Well, you know, we should have been. You gotta learn. Been, you yeah. gotta. You, you know, you're not born with the ability to interview well. Some, you know, <laughs> some people might be, but. But I feel like there's some like bias behind there because I was in HR for a little bit, and there would be people when I was like first, like shadowing HR interviews, uh-huh. and I'm like, oh, that person did pretty well, and they're like, no, I'm like, what? Really? Why didn't they do good? And then he's the person, like the, the it was a female. She'd be like, "Oh no, well they said this and they said that and that was wrong." I'm like, "How was that wrong? That was fucking." They, they're looking for a specific answer specific from, from answers, candidates. Specific answers. It was just yeah. weird. I feel like you can be, you can kill it because I would think this person killed it, and then yeah. vice versa, like the other person in the room. Nope, they didn't do good. No, I'm they're like, not. That what makes we're no for fucking for the sense. No, so I'll clarify and say that I, you know, and a job interview is talking about yourself, and mm. I think I'm really good about talking about myself, and so. Um, what had happened was, is that I was like coming out of college and I was interested in a few things that I'd learned in college. And I didn't really stop to think about what the actual job that I was doing was going to be. So a background of me, I'm a licensed professional civil engineer in the state of California currently. That's a, that's a, that's a mouthful. It's a mouthful. I heard civil engineer. <laughs> yes. You're a civil engineer. Is that what you say? Like, I am a civil engineer, yes, but also licensed and professional, so don't get that twisted. Oh. Um, Wait, so can you be important. licensed and not be professional? Yeah. Well, that's what the license says. Yeah, li- yeah, li- license, yeah license lets you know he's doing it on a professional, professional level. Civil engineer yeah. meaning what? You're like working directly with the state or with the, like, with the, the local township? 
Yeah, so what I do is uh, I work for a private consulting firm and we basically get hired to by the state or by different cities to do work in their city because most cities don't have enough staff to be able to, they don't have enough staff or enough expertise to be able to do or carry out a lot of the projects that they want to do. So they hire us to be able to do that for them. Mm. Interesting. So going back to this job interview, I was in college and I really liked um, the aspect. Uh, so I'm, a, I'm in transportation. So like roadways, um, traffic signals and different things like that. Just like real time, quick, because I'm a, like a novice in this. Like, I mean, we talked about it in the past, like when I went to go visit you and stuff. But, yeah. you know, you can uh, re uh, this, uh, put knowledge on me on this expert, uh, this part. Yeah, what, well, other, so what other options would there be there would be transportation then what other aspects of civil engineering could you be civil engineering is boring af i'll tell you that like if i ever had the opportunity to go back and do something else i would have been like absolutely not that but i enjoy doing what i do it's just like in hindsight i'm like man i should have been like a computer engineer and been killing it with money (laughs) especially out here but yeah it's the same aspect it's just different like in like architecture and then like computer engineering I mean, civil engineering is the lowest paid of all the engineering jobs, mm. like mechanical, electrical, chemical. But Lord knows I can't do chemistry to save my life. So that was not the thing yeah. at all. That's uh, high paying, though. Uh, <laughs> no, wait, wait, chemical engineer, you'd be working that. for Raytheon. You'd be <laughs> uh, no, actually, I wouldn't be working for Raytheon. <laughs> to work at Raytheon, you got to give up your dual citizenship, which I'm not willing to do. Uh, wait, yeah, why it, would you have to give up your dual citizenship? Because they work directly with the with the U.S. government making bombs to use in uh, the yeah. wars and shit. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, like, I remember it, they used to be a big sponsor at Northeastern, which is where I went to school in Boston, and they used to always say that. It's like, you can't have dual citizenship. Yeah, you got to be American first. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Joe's like, that's really not cool. happening. Yeah. No, hell no. I was like, why would I give him my dual citizenship? Yeah. I feel yeah. like I'm more proud to be. Well, make bombs for this country. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> and this country's trash, to be quite honest. Honestly. It can be. It certainly can be. <laughs> yeah. So civil engineering is very broad. You can do, mm. there's like three or four main things. So transportation, environmental, structural, and construction. And so um, I was also terrible at uh, structural. That's like the most boring one. It's the most <laughs> involved. Like literally, it's like it's like you're calculating weights on beams and things like that. I was like, absolutely. Hell you know, yeah. I was like, no, no. But everybody thinks that they want to do that in the beginning. Because everybody likes oh, buildings things and the way bridges look. And they're like, oh, I want to be a structural engineer. It probably that pays just, pretty good, too. Actually, you know what? Structural pays less than transportation. <laughs> really? So you're, I wouldn't so you're have not guessed the lowest. That. You're not the lowest. Interesting. Within civil, I guess I'm not the lowest. Within um, within his own bracket, for sure. That's good. That's right. good. So I chose transportation to end because it's like the chance. Uh, it's like the one where you get to interact with people the most. You know, working with different uh, public agencies and stuff like that. When a lot of times when you do do projects, you have to let people know what you're doing, especially because it impacts like their commutes or whatever. And so mm-hmm. you got to have public outreach component of your project where you say, hey, like. I'm going to like repave your road. Your, your street is going to be closed from this day to that day. Wait, so you're going up to houses and telling them that? Um, it depends. It depends on the platform. Sometimes you write them letters of notices to say that we're doing that. Other times you have like, especially now with the pandemic, you have Zoom meetings to tell them that you're thinking about doing this in their area. I have been in Providence my entire life. There's always repayments of roads. I have never, well, I've never been notified. Notified in my life. <laughs> no one's ever told me, sent shot, shot me an email, person. nothing. Contact your local person. They're supposed to tell you about all of these things. That's like legalities, like in every state, that's supposed to be. 
I don't know if it's like a legality, but it's basically I can't like you. Yeah. You're using people's tax dollars, so you gotta let them know what you're using. Their for tax sure, for, for. that's a great point because I can't count how many times fucking constructions fucked up my commute, and it's it is it's my tax dollars supposedly going to. You yeah. know, fix the roads, fix the infrastructure around here. If and if I'm living locally, you should let me know. Hey, if you travel this road, you know, often on your way in, like even if it's Surprise, not, it'd be nice. It'd be nice to know. Yeah, <laughs> from this worst, uh, like, bro, from from then yeah. till then, we're gonna be fucking it all up. It'd bro, be nice to know. Bro, I was heated. Bro, I went home. It was ten thirty at night. I was coming. I don't know where the fuck I was coming from. I don't know. Probably fucking out somewhere. Coming home, I was in traffic. I'm not sure you know that fucking like a. Uh, like where exit like uh 14b is yeah 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 bro out there for 45 minutes just take two minutes there's like an there's like infinite construction yeah. happening right in yeah. that area and then it, I, I didn't my know. whole life there's 14b has had a bro, four, the exit 14 and yeah. all of its counterparts have, and have there had were construction just, like two like two lanes until one and then they weren't letting nobody go and i i was just sitting there bro for 45 minutes at 10 30 at night i, I would have been cool to have been notified that this was fucking happening that would be well, nice. And they're doing that I, over there on the West Coast. Well, I, or they're I, trying. It's, it's, At least they're trying. We, yes, it's funny, though, but it's like, I will say that the, the most difficult job about, uh, the most difficult part about being a transportation engineer is that every Joe and Bob and Dylan thinks that they know what's going on because they have a driver's license. And the truth of the matter is they don't. <laughs> what happens with road what, what do you mean by that? So with road closures, they can only really happen at night because otherwise it's impacting people's like actual yeah, commute. You can't like really close a road. So, so road closures, especially on freeways, will only be allowed to happen in California. They can only happen between uh, 11 p.m. and 5 a.m. That makes sense. That makes so that, that when you're out there, you yeah. get caught up. That's that is unfortunate. It's definitely happened to me as well. So there's no way to know that. It's only on like streetways you're saying you get notified. Yeah. Right. But like yeah. they're supposed to technically, I know that projects I've worked on in the past, there's something called the transportation or traffic management plan. And you're supposed to let people know. And these things get approved months in advance, by the way. That's the other thing I wanted to give you guys a peek about. These decisions get made months and months and months in advance to close it at a specific time. In Rhode Island, you guys have a specific other issue is that you can't do construction during the winter. And so that typically will extend the time that like a lane is closed because if like they get to like November, and they're not done with their project, guess what? It's being pushed all the way into the spring of next year so that you can then go back and yeah. so that's why you gotta the, work around Pawtucket, I'm sure you know, like exit twenty seven, that yeah. shit took like my entire life. It's like what oh, yeah. is taking so oh, yeah. long? You'll spend months of your life in traffic there. You'll spend <laughs> right. Which is a problem we don't have here, because basically here, um, we have droughts and shit, which like I had you know, I, I understand the concept of a drought, but I have never really in my life experienced something like this. Like I, Until when you I tell there. you it doesn't rain between February and November, not one time it rains. Which is good for like a fit. It's like you never have to worry about bringing an umbrella or getting your shoes dirty. <laughs> he goes, it's good for you. When you want to look good, you never got to worry about getting rained on. <laughs> and no, exactly. But the other thing is crazy. It's like growing up in Rhode Island. Like, you know, you like the first thing you do in the morning is you check, is the, weather. check the weather. You know what's you crazy? Guys. I never did. Every day was a surprise. Oh, no, me. you got to. You got to. Every day was a surprise. Hell no. I Even still, I like, don't. Religiously, I, I still do it today. And like, oh, yes. I'm like, 
72 and sunny. Like I look yeah. like, so, you're like, yo, Tony Matarka, what's going on tonight? As soon baby? as you, as soon on? as you start, yeah. For as soon as you start really going outside out here, the weather is you. You got everything. Kind of works around it. Is it nice? Mm. We're gonna get lit. If it's not, if it's not, well, we're gonna I mean, get lit inside. I feel like me and Joe were like, yo, if it's raining, it's snowing, sunny, we're getting lit no matter what. So it don't even matter. Oh, there's always matter some, there's always something <laughs> happening, but it's got to maneuver around what the clouds are doing. <laughs> <laughs> like a like a good so so here we don't have that issue i mean they don't do construction when it when it rains but like it's typically that issue doesn't really exist but you know construction takes a really really long time the other thing i wanted to tell y'all i don't know about rhode island but at least here the number of lanes that you can close at a specific time is based on the total number of vehicles that go through this roadway so like if your roadway has i don't know 150,000 vehicles per day or whatever it is i don't know if that's a good number but that seems it, it low. That seems that it seems it, more, that seems like a Rhode Island, Island number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. It's like, it's like based on the number of vehicles that go through, through the roadway, you can close a certain number of, of lanes. Because it's basically like if you have too many vehicles and you try to close too many lanes, it's going to create even more backups. So here mm. you're only allowed to close like one or two lanes at a time. You might be one max here. <laughs> one max, one max yeah. <laughs> well, it's like two lanes mostly. I don't know That's what I'm saying. You're going to only have one lane if you close one other one. I be tackling at the traffic in Rhode Island these days because I'm like, y'all really don't know what real traffic is. No, that's oh, for like sure that, we don't. Like We're that, spoiled. That, that 95 We're spoiled. Small, I was like, and this is it. When I went back, I was like, I remember I used to be so mad about this. Now I'm like, it barely even does anything to your day out yeah. here. Like, San Fran, LA, like, wild. You got to plan LA? three hours in advance out there. LA, <laughs> LA, oh LA be LA. over the top. It's a different yeah. thing. It's a whole different thing. It's a different beast. No, like LA's San Diego, nuts. San Diego doesn't have a lot of traffic, though. I've never really been stuck in traffic. No, Diego. but I, I hear I hear that. horror stories yeah. about what happens in LA. I like well, I I can understand. Yeah. I can empathize. I haven't had to sit in it, but you know. <laughs> but to, to wrap around, so like you're doing all this stuff. You're back to interview. We haven't, we haven't finished interview portion of what the happened. Interview. So, so I explained oh, transportation shit. is what I do, but like transportation also has like a bunch of different components to it. So I I do currently I do traffic and traffic and like traffic safety and that's what i was doing when i was an intern in college but when i was in school i really liked roadway or highway construction so like designing freeways i thought that was like great and so i go to interview for this job on a traffic team and i say to them i want to be a highway engineer clearly that wasn't the right thing to say to that they was like, wait ah. wait sorry 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 so why you want to be sorry can you repeat that one i don't know if i yeah. doze off for a second I, I i heard it you were you you were interviewing for a a job in that field in traffic and he said highway engineer and to the why person is that bad? that's, that's why i didn't get it they weren't looking well, for a highway engineer i guess i'm guessing no it's a, the particular job with that group was going to be working in traffic so what i needed to say was that like i and i and i do like traffic i still work in traffic to this day but i thought i wanted to do like a mix of both i didn't realize back then what i know now is that like you should know exactly what group you're interviewing with and what their position that they're mm. looking to fill is. I was over here trying to like put out my dreams and aspirations because I was like, oh, this is going to be like something they're going to like. And they were like, nah, we Gucci. So what should he have said? I heard what you said. I didn't get what you said wrong. What's the, di yeah, what's the difference between like that and like managing traffic and uh, oh. designing highways, so to speak? Well, that particular group, I so I need to kind of cut around the story a little bit. I still work at the same company that I interviewed for there, but in a different office. Uh -huh. So okay. that, that's so I still work with them. And what they do a lot is they do um, what you call uh, traffic impact analysis studies. And so it's basically like 
You go and you say you're going to put in a new Dunkin' Donuts at the corner of Broad and wherever, right? That causes Not that a they're lot already of traffic. Using a uh, Dunkin' Donuts, but basically what the, what the, the city wants to know is how much traffic is this going to generate in this area? And right. So you okay. do, like you put together models and then you write reports on it, which I think that bullshit is boring. Yeah. Number one, that's like, and so when I say to them, I want to design freeways, that is not what they do. That's they, not what they're looking group, for. Yeah, okay. that's not what they were looking for. They were looking for somebody to say, I'm passionate about writing. You know, I'm passionate about understanding uh, traffic and working on that. That's and why I it's good to learn to how to interview. Mm. That's what, yeah. But how would you okay. have preface that? If like, how would you have known? Like, how, you know, yeah, in the in the field to tell you that. Did they, like, were they like specific when like looking for the job? Like, we're looking for someone to fill X, Y, and Z of a position, and you were kind of like, I want to design roads. Yeah. And, well, I think the worst <laughs> part of it all is too is like one of my friends from college worked on that team. I could have asked her. I could have been like, what should I say? She yeah. You know, actually, okay. she recommended me for the job. I was like, I don't know. For whatever reason, I really am thankful like, it didn't work out. I, like, I'm so thankful it didn't work out because I've been to that office since then. And, like, it's very different from the office where I work at. And it's just much bigger. And I just don't think I would have enjoyed it as much mm. as I'm enjoying what I'm doing here. Wait, and that was in San Diego. San Diego, yeah. This was back in 2014, right before I graduated from mm. Wow. Was that, like, a yeah. Zoom meeting or you went there? They flew you out or what? How no, that no. Work so out? this one, so at the company where I work at, what they used to do in the past was you used to have a screening with HR first. And HR loved me. So then they pass you along to whatever team has specific needs. And so they passed me off to San Diego and I had a call with the team. If, if I had made it past that call, they would have flew me out to do an in-person interview. Mm. So what happened was they, after that, they were like, yeah, no, unfortunately you don't fit like the, the description or the needs that we have on our team. And so HR, like I said, loved me. So they were trying to fill me in, uh, in the different spot somewhere okay. in California. That's good. So they then said, they were like, what about LA? And I was like, yeah, well, sure. I'll do LA. And they were moving forward with somebody at that point. So LA was, LA kind of fell off. And then they were just in contact with me for a while. And I remember this process took like That's a, a few good months. HR department. Well, they were really good about it. And so um, I kind of became uh, like, I was like, ah, oh, the California thing is not going to happen. And so I remember they like randomly called me right before my spring break. Um, and they were like, Oakland wants to interview you. And I work in a, in a group called ITS. ITS stands for Intelligent Transportation Systems, which is an even more specialized portion of transportation. And so I didn't know what the hell it was, to be quite honest. I had heard about it a little bit through my internship, but I just was like, all right, you know what? I'm gonna just go ahead and talk about some of the things that I do know. And it turned out to be like, they, they love me. So then mm, they cool. pulled me out. And that was the, actually, that was the second time I came to the Bay Area. I had been to the Bay Area one time the year before. And so- Did you feel like you're being spoiled? Like a, like a, like a sugar mama? I mean, yeah, it was cool to be flown out. I mean, they're you know, flying him out, <laughs> putting him up in a nice <laughs> place. <laughs> yeah, don't get this guy yeah. fooled, bro. He got a sugar mama, bro. Someone flew him out to Hawaii. Oh, look is, at, is look someone at that sponsoring your bro. lifestyle there? Don't? Yeah, bro. Don't, look at that. <laughs> Somebody's work is sponsoring my life. <laughs> that's cool. That's the best. That's best. Corporate money sponsoring your lifestyle. That's where it's at, dude. That's what corporate money's where it's at, and that's why. Huh? I'm, yeah, I'm not mad. Ain't mad at it. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. No, yeah, but I mean, so we we'll get back to that, Seattle, but get back. Oh, we'll, yeah, yeah, to your story. Coming back to Seattle, I was like, you know, I never really thought that it was going to be that type of thing. And to be quite honest, it's actually funny how the California thing even happens, right? So we're talking about weather, talking about Central Falls, we're talking about Rhode Island, and I was so sick of snow. I was like, oh my God. Like, if actually, we haven't talked about Seattle yet. That was the blooper reel. So this well, is, we'll we haven't. We haven't talked about CF at all yet. This this actual one that's getting published. Oh, man. Well, should we then go back to CF first and then land into well, California? Well, let's let's finish your 
interview story first. So like they flew you oh, out no, and then they flew me out and, they and then you got the job. They, they offered me the job on the spot. I'm like, excellent. Damn, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's sick. No, and I was shook. It was like, a, a, like for me, you know, being from CF, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not even first generation immigrant. I'm fresh off the boat. I was born in right. Columbus, yeah. So you came here. Having that, young. like, having that opportunity, I was like, I got presented the offer, and I remember at the time I was kind of comparing to the amount of money that I would make in Rhode Island. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, but also, I was like, it, it, that's true. It's probably a lot more, but also the cost of living out there is quite a bit more than Rhode yes. Island. That's the that's yes. why it has no, to be that way. much higher. Living is definitely more an SF. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. The cost of living out there oh. is much more. So the price that what he gets paid has to be oh, that yeah. much higher. But, but it is, like, but it is also really, nice to get that much more. <laughs> right, but I wasn't really thinking about it though. I was just like, I was like, you know, here I am at 22 years old getting this offer. 300,000? Nah, you I don't have to like, do that to him. <laughs> Edit that out in post. Yeah, but I was like, not Joe's baller. Guys, no, I'm, I do just fine. But I'm not good, good for you, man. Good for you. But so I was just like, damn. Like I remember, I was like, I don't want, I don't want to like show them my reaction because I don't want them to think that I was like yeah, that. No, like, stupid. no, so silent, no, like, silent. I was like, thank you, thank you. I'll but yeah, that's it. And now that you're it, like, that's it? That, no, I, <laughs> you gotta you that, play it that cool? <laughs> I don't know if I'd be able to keep a smile off my face if I'm given that number. <laughs> uh, no, you gotta. But I, I, one of the things I wanna say about the amount, and I gotta go, I gotta go in on Gen Z a little later, because Gen Z is getting on my nerves these days. <laughs> go and for that's it. That's a hot topic. Go for it. But, so, yeah, so I ended up, that's how I ended up moving out here. I remember after I got the offer. So they flew me out like the day before, then the interview happened, and they, I, got, I flew back. I think I flew back the same day I interviewed. Like Damn. later that day, because the interview was in the morning, and I remember I had some time to kill, so I like I drove from Oakland to San Jose and then over to San Francisco to back go back to the airport because I was just like, man, like I'm actually gonna be freaking moving here. So I like let me see yeah. what, what this is about, you know? Yeah. Get, how old are you at this point? Familiarize yourself. I'm at thirty. No, no, at that no, point. no, 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 at that, at that point hour. when you were hired. At yeah. At that point, I was twenty-two. Man, that's crazy. So you're like, that's nuts. That's nuts, yeah. bro. I was doing like hex scenes at 22. I was, I was that's like, what I'm saying. <laughs> 20, 22 getting offered something like that yeah, is that's nuts. wild. Well, I mean, it was like it, it was crazy. It really was. I feel because, like I yeah. So coming full it. like circle now, get to that point. Like that takes a lot of guts. Like from you, like a lot of people don't have that like mindset at that age. Like going to school out of Rhode Island, going to school in general. Never mind, like I said, fresh off the boat, not even fresh generation. So like, probably like fresh off the boat, going to school and Boston, then going to San Fran, taking those leaps. Like, where not do you San like? Fran. Oh fuck, my bad. That's a, that's I, I the city. I mean, the city, the city. I'm at moving like, to the city. Going, moving to the city. So like, <laughs> where like, let's get back to like the like the origins of this. So like, let's get back to see the. The original city. Yeah, the original, the original, the original square city. mile. <laughs> the sparkle Central city. Falls, baby. Central Falls all day. Um, so, I was born in Colombia. I was born in Barranquilla. So, like, similar to Effie's family. Yes, sir. Um, we moved to Rhode Island. Uh, my dad's oldest sister had been living in Central Falls for, like, at that point, I think she'd been living there for, like, 15 years. And she originally came because her husband's dad got offered a job in, like, the 70s to come out here and do work. And that's when they were handing out the green cards, like, left, right, and center. <laughs> 
I, I, no, I, no, I can't believe I, that they were like bringing somebody out to do work in Rhode yeah, Island. Yeah, you know what's like, crazy? I'm always like, why Rhode Island? I didn't know like yeah, everywhere mill. was building back then. Yeah, they, everywhere was building back yeah, then. Like, like mill, was, yeah, like mill industry and so like that's wherever you got in is where you got in. Yeah, if it was bro, the smallest yeah. state, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but I was wondering, so, but there's so many Colombians in CF. Yeah. yeah. So many Colombians, and we all yeah. know each other. <laughs> yeah, we're all related like, in some way, shape or form. Yeah, I'm sure me and Joe are related somehow. <laughs> I know, literally. It's like mm. we, we have like all the same friends too. Yeah, it's, it's the like, same with it's, us. It's, it's the yeah. same with the Portuguese. Yeah, we're, we're all. It's crazy because me and Joe know each other. Like, yo, you know this person? You know John? You know Frankie? He's like, yeah. I know, no, I, I know don't. Everybody. But my family knows them from the. <laughs> uh, that part, that part, yeah. My aunt knows all of them, right? Yeah. So. Um, so my aunt, I, actually, I learned this like later on in life too. My parents always uh, were going to move to uh, the U.S. Like they knew early on that they were going to move to the U.S. when they got married and they had kids. I never knew that. I found out when I was like in the second grade. I was like, oh, we moved. And I was like, all right. So my dad's <laughs> entire family lived in the U.S. I can picture like, that you as like a kid like, oh, all right. <laughs> Yeah, I, was, I was cool with it. Um, that was the plan right away. Yeah. yeah. You, you, what are you going to say? No as a kid? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was sad. I was like, because, you know, you're left in Columbia. But I remember my, True. my family. We were the last of our immediate family. So my dad's whole immediate family lives in the U.S. So his mom, his well, my grandmother passed away last year, but she was living here. Uh, my aunt, my other aunt. So I have three aunts, one uncle, and they all live here in the U.S. And they all live in either Pawtucket or Central Falls. So I'm the only one in my family who lives extra far like my closest family member is western massachusetts wait so right now <laughs> right now the only right, person yeah, yeah. that lives far away is western that's mass crazy. that's the closest western mass. yeah they all live like they all live like three miles away from each other i'm the only one who decided to fly the coop so <laughs> so you know i moved to i moved to central falls and um i didn't know how to speak english at all when i moved to the u.s at all I remember I started going to oh. LRS school in CF. It was new at the time. And I only did three months of the third grade because I moved in March and school ends in June. So I, I moved and they put me in the third grade. I remember the only thing I did in class was look at flashcards with uh, words in English on it. And then the other time, the only time I participated in stuff with the class uh, was math. And I have always been really good at math. You're good, yeah, the numbers. I was blowing these kids out of the water. I was like, I don't know what these kids are doing because these fucking times tables are so easy. Like, just get it together. People. Yeah, you, I was just like, kill the, Like, the year we're learning them, you've already mastered them, like, by that point. I, I guess, like, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, like, I was killing it. And so, on the, on the blooper reel, you're saying that. So, you always felt like sometimes you were the nerd. But it's weird, like, just being good at, like, academics doesn't mean you're a nerd. But, like, you felt that coming from Columbia. Like, you felt some type of way where you're like, damn, like, I'm different or... Uh, no, I mean, I just like, I always like, I was always good at school. And I think that is often associated with being nerdy, but I would say mm. I'm like the least nerdy person I know, honestly, like, I just like, I'll, it's like, it's a big thing. But I remember I used to like, I used to remind people to do their homework. I used to, like, <laughs> to copy my homework, but I wasn't like, when people wanted to copy off of me on tests, I didn't give a shit. Like, I, I don't, that's how I met literally, that's how I met my best friend from high school. And she was cheating off of me in geometry. <laughs> the, actually, the entire class was cheating off of me in geometry. Damn, be like, everybody got a good grade in geometry. They used, like, Joe, they used to be like, ask Joe what the answer number one is and pass it down. They were all like, oh, shit, it's this, it's this. <laughs> Joe made the whole class pass. <laughs> bro, I, there was, yeah. I, don't, I don't know who I cheated on. I know, I'm not going to say her name, but, bro, <laughs> geez, this girl at Saints was the only reason why I passed anatomy because I was cheating off for the entire time. That, so, people like you, that was real. yo, they, we need people like you, bro. That was I would have failed. Yeah. yeah. I, I was trying to help out, but so like, <laughs> you know, going back to CF, it was like, it, it's a different like uh, lifestyle there. And like, I think that people's parents are like, 
you know, working really hard for their kids to do whatever they're doing. But I also don't feel like there's a lot of kids who have a ton of support from their parents. And so Facts. eventually that kind of just leads them to fall off of like the academic track. But I don't know how, like, I don't know how I was able to do this, but I always had like my mind focused on like the bigger getting problems. out, like literally just early on. I remember in the fourth grade, I was so third grade and fourth grade, I was in ESL. And then I got out of ESL in the fifth grade. And I remember those kids were so pissed at me. They were like, Yo, you're a fucking traitor. I was like, the fuck? Get your English together. Maybe you two can get out. Like, I don't know. No, they were literally. You're a traitor. traitor. No, they literally. He was speaking good English. In the hallway. I was like, what the hell? I was like, I I, I learned, you know, and and you know what the the funniest thing is about that, though? The way I learned English was, and I say this explains my personality perfectly. I used to watch Arthur religiously on PBS. But then when 6 p.m. rolled around, I was watching 106 in Park. And so I was like, you you, you learn how you learned, you know? And so, you know, I could be. Yo, he's watching Freestyle Fridays, bro. He's like, yo. Literally. That that was everyone's, our ages, like, vibes. Go home, 106 in Park. For sure. 106 in Park. And so I figured, I like, I learned how to speak English pretty fast, but most kids do. Like, most kids can pick up a new language, like, immediately. So. You no, know, I'm doing my thing, and eventually I get to middle school where I went to Calcutt. That's where I met um, our our mutual friend Laura. Mm, shout um, out to Laura. Shout out to Laura. Um, and it was funny because at the time, uh, at, at Calcutt, they do this thing where they split you up into teams, and all of my friends got put in the other team, and I got put in the team that was majority ESL. It had two mainstream classes. I was pissed. <laughs> I was like, "Oh Lord, they not the I'm dream a little- team." <laughs> like, no. <laughs> You're like, yo, they set me up. What the fuck is going on here? They they set me the fuck up. And so, like, all of my friends was on the Legends team. They probably thought they were doing you a favor, too. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, eventually I got past that, but it was, like, it was whatever. So, I, you know. Laura was on the Legends team? No, Laura was on Dream Team. That's where we met. Oh, Dream Team. Oh. Yeah. But, like, um, our other friends were all on Legends team. Literally, almost everyone else we knew. And so it was like, oh, man. But at the time, there wasn't, like, social media or anything like that. So you basically just saw each other walking to school or mm. around. I remember at Calcutt, people would get to school early and, like, walk around the, the school just to, like, catch up or whatever. When they wasn't fighting. <laughs> <laughs> when they were taking off their earrings. Talking about, bitch, you said that. <laughs> and then they were best friends the next day. I, that shit was funny. You and Lotto were squaring up or what? No, but... It, I. No, not we were we were not troublemakers. Laura and I actually we finished out our career at uh, Calcutt mm. as the top male and top female student of the extreme team, which is Shout what we out. were in in the seventh and eighth grade. Mm. Fire. So the two of us were both always really good at school, and we always we we joke about that now. We used to like push each other, like because the two of us can be a little bit academically competitive, and I was like, oh, yeah. hell no. what's Laura again? I'm this. I'm about to get it. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, as Saints, I was in a like a, a religion class. That religion class was the only class where like you couldn't be like academically like biased. Where like it's like an A like A squad, B squad, right. C squad. Right. Yeah. Every, but I was in the A squad religion class. Like there's all the people who are really into religion. Really in, no, not religion. <laughs> into grades. Just getting yeah. a good grade. Yeah, bro. It was like everyone in our class. Imagine the top. Like twenty people. So everyone who would have already been in A classes yes, anyway, bro. it was just then in it was this religion that class. class. And then me, Gene, and, then and like Vanessa, and like someone else. What did you guys do, bro? We were getting <laughs> shit on, bro. Everyone was like, <laughs> what, what did you, you get? do? What you get? Oh, you got a ninety-nine. I got a hundred. What you get? I got a ninety-eight. 
Effie, what you got? Get the fuck out of here, bro. You better, you you better talk to one of those. Don't ask me. Don't ask me. Your you better talk to one here. of those 99s. And get <laughs> yeah. to you know my god, motherfucker. I'm in the back. I can't even cheat no off nobody. What the fuck? Uh, I didn't give a shit. I was heated, bro. So like, there's that like you that, that competition over there, and it's like I didn't give a shit in high school. I'm over here in the A class. Get the fuck out of here, bro. But that's like going back to what I'm saying. It's like I always gave a shit, and I think that's kind of what made me feel like I was a little bit nerdy because yeah. I always really cared. Like I, no matter what, I was like, I was like, you know what? I need to do well in school. I need to be like at the top, and it is what it is. And so I remember that's when people used to, people started. The biggest complaint that they had about me back in the day was that like people used to be like, oh, you think you're better than everybody, and I'm like, I don't think I'm better than anybody. I just like. I had a vision. I always had a vision, and I was like, let me carry out this vision, and whatever it takes, it takes. Oh, Let's get more. <laughs> oh, we're getting more truly. It's not bad. People oh, don't like, people, like the, truly. people are like, it's always that debate. Like, you don't, you're trying to make it, like, subtle in the background. Like, oh, get more. Like, you don't like when people get up. But no, it's like, some, yo, sometimes people got to piss, bro. Like, damn, it's not a lie, but we got to piss sometimes, you know? It, hey, I've been drinking a little bit of water, so I'm afraid I'm going to have to go too. But I don't, I'm, I'm feeling good right now. I'm feeling good so, right now. Yeah, so what you're saying, so like the, the competition of the aspect of it is you feel nerdy and... Yeah, and so, I mean, but I always knew that, like, I was going to go to college and stuff mm. like that. Like, I knew so, that. So like, did you, um, so you went, you were in Calcut, you were in CF, you're in these environments and, uh, I'm not sure people know, but you went to the South. So you feel like you had to make that jump from like, this is not trying to shit on. I know there's a whole, we have a whole bunch of people who listen from CF and Pawtucket. I'm not trying to shit on you guys, but it's just like the, you know, just facts, you know, LaSalle is like a better school. So like, do you feel like you had to go make that jump from like Central Falls to LaSalle to like, like to feed that like competitive nature in you academics no not at all to be quite honest you know what was funny is like that was a whole story on its own but i did go i did end up going to cf high freshman year of high school and i remember um if i if i if people have told me this i was the, the number one ranked student at cf high class of 09 when i was there mm. um so i would have been the valedictorian if i had stayed at cf but my older brother was going to LaSalle already and he got introduced to LaSalle through some of his teachers at Calcutt. And he ended up, they ended up putting money together for him and he got a scholarship. And so like they sent him there because they were like, you have like more potential than like sticking in the Central Falls school system. So they wanted him to go to LaSalle. See guys, when, it's not just me. It's people on, it's people on CF too. I, well, just... the, his teacher had gone to LaSalle, so she knew what LaSalle was about. Mm. Um, and so at his graduation, the president of the school at the time, Brother Michael, came up to me and was like oh is this your brother he said he came up to my brother to congratulate him and then he was like oh is this your younger brother where do you go to school and i was like oh i go to central falls high school and he was like do you want to come to LaSalle?" i was like oh, i don't know <laughs> but like apparently he was like dead ass serious about this and i guess my brother followed up in the conversation with him he ended up getting me into the school and offering me a full ride to go to the south that's what happened and so i didn't want to go you can't deny like, that though but like at that point go. you're probably like, yo, I'm with my friends. Like I was in this. my bag of like my friends. I'm doing well at CF High. Like all these people I've grown up with and I've known for a really long time. I was like, man, like I I don't want to go to LaSalle. I don't, like I, I think it's gonna be totally different. You know, I don't know anybody. There. I'm sure it was Bro, completely it was, right? different. But then that was the second time that people called me a traitor and they were done with me after that. No, they were literally like once I exited CF, they was like they stopped fucking with me altogether. But in, like, hi- in hindsight, though, that probably made you who you are and is probably best off for you. Would you say that, or would you do you think if you say to CF, would you be in that same trajectory or maybe better? Looking I, back on you that, know, 
looking back at it, I think my time at LaSalle really did impact my life positively. Like I, I was, you know, it, sh- it like showed me because LaSalle was like no joke when it came mm. to the academics. I was over there. I was like, oh, shit, I, I rolled in and I was like, damn, I got to shape up because I was, okay. like, I was ready for this. So I don't want to take a step by step. So, again, I'm not trying to shit at anybody for CF or whatever. You know, people, you know, the CF loyalists get offended. But when you're, so there is a difference. I mean, you can speak to it to yourself. You were, you're in CF your freshman year, then yeah. you le- you transferred. So is there a, really a difference in that academic? Oh, bro, it was, it was wild. Like, it it kind of reminds me of what people go through when they go to schools that maybe are not like the best like, at preparing you for college. Mm. And they go through that wake up call freshman year and like, oh shit, like I really got to get my shit together and like, yeah. really study more or whatever. That's how I felt going from CF to LaSalle. So I remember you were talking about the A class or whatever it was at LaSalle. The honors yeah. classes were called point one. So I was in all honors classes and I transferred except for geometry. <laughs> for whatever reason, and it's because I was taking a class in CF. This is the reason why I was taking a class in CF that was like a pilot. And the class was an online math class. And you, and you could go, <laughs> no, eight Before the pandemic existed and that, that sort of thing happened, it was an online math class and you could go at your own pace. I remember... It was like the lessons were so easy and I was in the class. The class was like with people who I felt like just weren't really like into school at all. So I remember they used to keep track of like your progress. So this was mine like this. Everyone else was like this. So I remember I was like 40 lessons ahead of everybody else or whatever the hell it was. There you go. So thanks to that class, (laughs) I got put into non-honors math. So I roll up the best example I can give of this. I roll up to French class. Shout out to Mademoiselle. Uh, I'll actually, I'm not, I actually, I shouldn't name her name. Teacher at Central Falls High. But the only thing I learned in that class was how to sing the alphabet in French. <laughs> so I roll into my... Wait, can you still do it? Class. I can still do it. You want me to do, do it? it? Yeah, do, do it, it right do now. It, do you it. have to do it right now. I actually... I, I speak a little bit of French myself now. So it, this is like the easy part. So it goes... A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, K, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z. There you go. Oh, that's it? That's it. Why does that, that feel was, so much shorter had, than... <laughs> we, had, we had a quiz where we had to sing the song in under a minute. That was the quiz. So, like, just putting that... <laughs> that took, like, 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but some people couldn't do it. So, I... Anyway, so I roll into the French class at LaSalle. And they're like, yo, she starts speaking in French. And I said... Whoa! I was like... <laughs> I was, and everybody was like, oh, yeah, me, God, and I was like, she has the unspeakable audacity to give us a quiz on that first day. I was like, she's like, we're just reviewing the things we learned last year. I was like, bitch, I can do the ABCs in 10 minutes. Ten seconds, that's it. <laughs> so I remember, here's a uh, little 15 year old me. I get up and I say, uh, Madame McVeigh, um, yeah, I'm going to fail this test because I don't really know that much. <laughs> I just want to give you a heads up that I'm going to get a, like a zero. And she was like, just try your best. Try your best. And I was like, I like, I didn't learn this at my previous school. And like, I'm, I'm like trying to figure it out. And she's like, just give it your best shot. I did have a failing. Um, <laughs> what a 10. What a 10. I don't remember what the actual grade was, but I, I didn't know shit in that fucking phase. Like, I knew not one single thing. Like, nothing. And so that that was just like the like that that showed me again I have to shape up, and I yeah. went from being like I went from being like the valedictorian or top of the class, I was somewhere like in the middle at that point or like towards the like the lower half of people. I was like, damn, these kids are smart. <laughs> yeah, I, that, 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 I'm again, I'm I'm not fuck it. I already prefaced it one time. Fuck it. I'm not trying. To, 
yeah, if you get offended from CF, fuck it. I'm not trying to be offending you guys, but it's just facts. Bro, if you're from CF, like, it's crazy when you go from, like, a CF or, like, a Shape, Tolman, anywhere, Mount Pleasant, classical, like, oh, I'm in the top of the class. I'm not trying mm. shit on you, but, like, to a school where people pay for their kids to yeah, go bro, there. If you're a Hendrickin, <laughs> bro, LaSalle, even Saints, bro. We went to Saints. We I'm not trying to knock on school it, bro. some smart kids. We went to school with some smart school kids, with some kids who were putting in effort. Yeah, like, bro. Like, 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 when you go to, like, these kids put an effort, like, say if you're at CF or Pawtucket, oh, no, like, anywhere Pawtucket, like, Tolman, Shea, mm. Pleasant. Those kids who are putting those effort in for, like, sports, there's kids who put those effort in for school. And yeah. I'm not putting that fucking yeah. for school. Like this being at the top of the class is like that's like no no that's the leaderboard yeah. that's the scoreboard to that's them. Like they're, they're, that's, that's what like they're trying to yeah yeah that's like them trying to make D one for yeah. like football. Yeah. I have a nice I have a nice bow on this so you don't have to give your so you don't have to give your disclaimers because there is there is I learned a lot through this situation and since I've gotten older I've reflected a whole lot of that. So with mm. LaSalle, it, it, LaSalle I, it's where I've learned that racism was real. Because at CF, everybody there yeah. was like, white people were the minority, to be honest. So everybody was like yeah. Colombian, everybody was yeah. Guatemalan, Puerto Rican, whatever. So I never had any issues with diversity. When I go to Seattle, I go to LaSalle, I was like, oh, where's the people of color? Oh, we're all sitting at the same lunch table. <laughs> yeah, you guys are all, all in one section. Yeah. All the people of color <laughs> in every single grade Fuck. used to sit at the same lunch table. That's I look back wild. at that and think it's wild how we literally segregated ourselves. And we was like, every single grade, I would be like, all right. Because at LaSalle, we used to go to lunch by grade. So I was, whenever I had lunch with the juniors, I'd be like, all right, where's the people of color table? Let me go roll up to them. No, like, <laughs> and, and, literally. Now, little, uh, even at Saints, like, our class was probably one of the least, like, after we left, though, there was really a lot of diversity at Saints. Because yeah. they, they were struggling, trying to get, like, like numbers in. Like, everyone's going to LaSalle or Hendy. So like, at Saints, uh, it, it, turned, it was really diverse at Saints. But like, our class was probably the least, was probably the last majority majority white, white class, class yeah, yeah we had like maybe like we had we had a decent amount it went like 15 bro at my in the whole class yes there's more than that people that no way bro in the whole class max. okay so hang on so there's a is it maybe 100 people class 99 at most you're saying only 15 yeah like 130 in our class it's more than a hundred. Yeah, we like, I'm really shocked. It's more than a hundred. Classes. 130. Yeah, nothing. Handy has nothing. Yeah, Handy, bro. Yeah, bro. Handy, Brandon's like, that bro, might we have be all classroom in our class. I'm like, what? Yeah, 500 in your class. We have like 500 in our school. That's the whole school. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, shout out, shout out to Saints though. My my best friend Elisa, who you know, went yeah, to yeah. Uh, Saints. He, he probably knows her too. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Um. But, so oh, her so class sucked that, though. Oh, so, I know you yeah. always talk about their class. They always come for you. L race class, the class before us sucked at everything. <laughs> See, at everything don't, sucked don't, at everything. Don't do, don't do everything. Like I like a lot of people from that class, but they were I'm terrible the, at being the, a class. I'm the podcast, bro. You guys sucked at everything. <laughs> they had a lot of things. Yeah, our every class spirit week, shit. we crushed you. Yeah, we crushed you. We crossed them. I'm wasting my hands of this because my whole class of 09. Like, sucked, I, bro. They sucked. They were terrible. Oh, Lord, they were terrible. They're very few in numbers. <laughs> bro, no, they had like Lord. 70 kids in their class, bro. No, probably like, probably like weak. Probably 10 minorities at most. Yeah. <laughs> at the most. At, at the most. They had like seven. It lands off there. They had like 90 kids, seven black kids. Not a lot of athletic like, talent in that. In no, that class. they class sucked at everything, bro. But our class. Oh. They had Wayne. 
Wayne was athletic. He's white. And a line, he's a line. That, listen, I'm not going to have you sit here and talk about us like we don't have athleticism <laughs> in, some, in some form or another. But we're talking about minorities. <laughs> it was our minorities, bro. Like, minorities. In our class, we had like 15 kids max. It was like me, Gene, Niall. There weren't that many. <laughs> It's not that many. So like, yeah, I, I would have said twenty to twenty-five. You think it was that literally less yes, than less than twenty? Like me, Gene, Nile, like Najine. Uh, I'm like pro- I'm probably mixing in people Patricia, from other classes and shit. Oh, uh, Patricia, Tevin's sister. We had a lot of Spanish Jose, girls. Jose, I feel like Carolina, Vanessa. Kind of ends there, bro. We had like ten okay, people. I don't have the <laughs> like, yearbook like in front. I didn't even get the yearbook, so me I don't. Me neither, I can't bro. Say, really... What the fuck kind of shit is that? But it shows crazy. you how much we really cared about our time spent there. At my Saints. mom probably uh, didn't pay for it. Shout out to them, though. I do, I do, I do appreciate. But my getting time. back to it, we're riffling right now. But like, this is how this podcast usually happens. We have no topics ahead of time, but we always talk for a while, just for about whatever. Yeah. So like, yeah. So like, you felt like you weren't your like you couldn't be yourself at LaSalle. Like you, you were a traitor. Well, hey, Trader Joe. Well, I know you missed this part. They called me a traitor when I went to LaSalle, too. That was that. Too easy, that, bro. Were, Silly. Yeah. They too, were like, yeah. they were done with me. Like, literally. What do you want? Something to... better? <laughs> Get out of here. They were like, <laughs> you went to LaSalle. Oh, yes, Ellen. Now, blah, blah. I was like, all right. My parents I, I was go thinking about like civil engineer Joe, but it's too easy, bro. Trader Joe. That's what it Trader is. Trader, Trader Joe. Yeah, Trader <laughs> Joe, bro. It's too Trader easy. Trader Joe, right? Effie? Right? With the, the jersey on? I told him before we came on, I'm like, bro, he's a traitor, bro. He's one for the Ruhr- the Warriors and the Celtics. Get out of here. I, well, I did, and we. And we How did, did you end up? Oh, I mean, fuck. you couldn't even. I mean, I, he should have been poor, me, different the strokes, I suppose. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> let, let, me, let me put a bow so that you can all the CF people will really enjoy this. Sure. I, I will. So again, I learned a little bit about racism. I remember this one girl was like, "I hate when people speak other languages at a grocery store." I was like, "Bitch!" I was like. <laughs> However, however, to your point, Effie, I did feel slightly, because it's like the awkward teenage years of your life. I felt mm. like if I speak up, I'm already the only person of color in the fucking class. These kids are all going to come after me. So I yeah. just was like, mm. I was good. And I remember one guy and one girl in religion class, of all classes, they was like, why can't we call black people the N-word? They call us crackers. <laughs> I was like... They Damn! That's the teacher. I was it's like, ruder. It's ruder. Did they say the N-word or they, they said it? They didn't say it. They didn't say it. And I also remember. I also remember there used to be like when they had sporting events at CF or at Shea. Oh, are you guys going to the soccer game? Oh no, it's in CF. We're gonna get shot. <laughs> like, um, no, that's literally verbatim what they That's crazy. Crazy. No, that's literally that's like, fucking. Oh, that's that's yeah. We're gonna get shot. I was like, oh my god, these kids were so sheltered. So. I learned that like different types of people exist in this universe who are sheltered as fuck. And I will say, even if the people from the South see this, half of them ain't doing shit with their lives because they didn't, learn the, value. Mm. They didn't learn the value of hard work. And mm. my people from CF, all of them are killing it. I look at them and I'm like, yo, you guys really sorted it out. You guys were really able to get through, you know, lack of funding and lack of available resources in school. And you guys are all doing your thing. So shout out to my people from CF because I feel Across the board, they're all doing way better than most people I know from the South. Most people I know from the South were like, oh, you know, my dad's rich already and my mom is rich, so we're going to do whatever. Like, we're not even going to get jobs. If we go to college, it is what it is. Like, it is what it is. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, one of the things that I learned is I always used to think, and, and we get trained this way in school, to think that being intelligent is like a thing. Being intelligent is not a thing mm. because if you're smart and you have no work ethic, you're going absolutely nowhere fast. That's big. That's big mm-hmm. fact. So, like, yeah. you're going nowhere. I, absolutely see, nowhere. See, that's where I'm like, I'm that kind of like coming back around where like 
I'm like that weird in between. So like, because I agree with you, I wasn't at the top of my class at all, but I was probably. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll say I'll end the LaSalle part by saying I graduated in the top 10%. I got it together. And actually, I was uh, the top French oh. student <laughs> or the top world languages student in the class of 09. Hey, turn up. Yeah, so like I can't say any of that shit academic wise. Maybe giving myself like <laughs> credit, maybe like the, the top half, maybe. I mean, maybe probably the bottom half, it would be realistic. But like that doesn't translate to like what you said. Like, but that's, but I'm coming back on the other end of it where like, yeah, Saints is more difficult than going to Shea or Tolman. It's like, Still, it's just facts. Yeah. Like, it's, it's definitely more challenging. Like, yeah. did I try as much as I could no I definitely did not I was no. caring about like partying getting with girls and I would say that right now like, I was definitely the partier like more caring about football or like, sports like I didn't give a fuck mm. and then it's I like I invited to zero parties in high school because the kids from CF thought I was a traitor and the kids from LaSalle <laughs> lived extra far so I got invited to zero that's parties crazy bro yeah. I was partying my ass off I was bro Bo knows bro I was yeah. partying my <laughs> ass off bro oh, and that's where yeah. it's like, that's where it's like, all right, so like, I can see both sides of it. But like at the end of the day, though, I'm probably doing way more than the top 10, 10% of my class. I mean, oh, I'll say top 20% because we had a really smart class. These we had a smart are, class and some hard workers too. Yeah, some some people work, willing so to put probably, the work in as well as yeah, being smart. So they're probably, they are definitely kids in my class doing good, but I'll probably put myself up with them of what they're doing right now. Yeah. I'm like right, right, traveling, right. everything, like traveling, doing stuff I like. Like being around people I like, so like overall enjoyment of my life right now. Probably comparing probably everybody on, on that aspect of right. it. But like you said though, it's like you but there's kids. Top ten. Yeah, right. Top ten. Top ten percent. Like, but like there's other kids though. Like compare myself to other classes. So like fucking Lisa's class or like other classes. Those kids are doing nothing though. So like you said, other salad. There's kids probably doing nothing with their lives where they had it all set up for them and didn't take advantage. Right, right, and some like because like, they knew they never had no to. Dis- yeah, right. Don't no disrespect to them. I mean, some of them are killing it and doing their thing, but it's just like like shout out to my best friend from high school. She's a whole ass doctor. She literally and she just had a baby. Then I'm the godfather. Oh, too, so she's she not single then? Fuck. No, she's married, but she oh, just finished. Fuck. And this, she's the one I met. We met originally because she was cheating off of me in geometry class. Now she's a whole ass PhD. That's like, crazy. What's up? Turn up. She, she figured out all the way she to the top, out, baby. Like, <laughs> can you get it? Oh, you can hear that? Yeah, I can hear it. I can hear it. Hell yeah. Oh. You sound like a slut. I also heard your theme. <laughs> yeah, it was right in my ear. <laughs> oh. Hey, let's go. <laughs> oh, Brandon couldn't hear. I thought he was lying. He said he couldn't he's hear lying that shit. Yeah. He doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, fucking lying ass. So, you know, like, she, she figured out, like, what she needed to do for work ethic. Because I would say she didn't graduate. I don't think she graduated at, like, the top. 50% or whatever it was. She was definitely somewhere in like the middle range or like lower middle. Shout so, out to the middle. Shout yeah, out to us I mean, in the she middle. Was, <laughs> she was, I will tell you. Who figured it out. One, she was the number one uh, basketball player at LaSalle. She was a top female basketball player. She got voted oh, right uh, Gatorade player of the year for basketball. Oh, that's what's up. No shit. Cool. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. You said your best friend, the doctor girl? Uh, yeah. Doctor yeah. and Gatorade Player of the Year. Shout Yo, out to your best. What's you her have, name? You have to get. Give me your info, bro. Give her a name. I, I get her on the podcast. <laughs> I get her on the podcast. Her, her name is Tori. She, well, she was Tori Jones before she got married. Married. She, she's iconic. She's like, oh, she's like, yo, get, get me your info. I'll get on the podcast. I will. I will. She's, she's great. I, I'm I trying to get her. Her husband's super cool. 
We'll do a we'll do a fucking couples podcast, bro. I'm over, but never. Shout out to the Chapmans. Gonna... The Chapmans are everything. Are we gonna be a couple on that podcast? You and me? We're gonna interview them. Yeah, why not, bro? <laughs> Fuck it. Go. I don't give a shit. Um, but then just to wrap up, like the educational, the California, put a bow on that. So I, LaSalle really prepared me super well for college. I felt like I never struggled in college. I graduated from Northeastern as a civil engineer with a three five. And so um, that's what's up. Yeah, three five, three five. I will say, say the mad um, cocky. Yeah, three five. He said it like it was nothing, yeah, didn't he? Three five, man. Three five. He said it like we all got three fives. <laughs> <laughs> well, so how was that decision? I, so you can't tip over that decision, especially being Columbia. I know damn well when you're looking at colleges, your mom's probably like, she wants you to go to Rick. She wants you to go to URI. She wants you to go to somewhere close. Uh, mm, she wants you in say, arm's reach, mom. I would say my parents were like. Uh, my parents have always supported like almost everything I've done academically, like, like, but they never really involved. Like my parents, neither of them speak English. So like the college application mm. process, I did it all by myself, even like the FAFSA, all of that. So damn, LaSalle, what's your guidance counselors at? Yo, well, for real, guidance, right? You think you're supposed to have somebody help you with that. <laughs> guidance counselors, I will say this is probably a hot take, but guidance counselors are trash because I think guidance Facts, counselors actually. are gaslighters. I will say that like, did I, you say I they're gaslighters? Like, they are because I'm like Love your it. job is supposed to <laughs> your job is supposed to guide students to get to college and whatever college they want to. The ones at LaSalle, mm -hmm. they treated me excellently, but I I still have a sour taste in my mouth because they used to say to people I knew, "Oh, you're not gonna get into that school." I'm like, your job is not to tell me that I'm not gonna get into that school. Your job is to help me put uh, forth. Yeah, the tell me what I need to get into me. it. Right, but at the same time, they also did things to me like they were like, "Oh, um, you shouldn't apply to that school because you're much better than that," and I'm like. Okay, so that's not for you to say. That, that's not fair to say. As you know, like shout out to my people that went to URI. I mean, I remember when I was in college or at high school, I was ignorant AF. I was like, oh, I'm never going to URI. Rams, Rams, like, Rams. But URI is a wonderful school. People do their thing. People get the education. For my sure. Went there. Especially, you, for, especially with TD. Right. My sister was in TD too. Shout out to TD. I mean, TD, baby, let's get it. Shout so, out Bobby. Shit, and it like, it like, and you end up in like a financially better state and mm. still a college degree than like what I did. Yo, my shit was fifty five thousand dollars a year to go. That's that's why, literally, bro. It was Is it two hundred thousand over two hundred thousand in debt? My, over did no, fucking yo, well. My, if my you fucking, my boss at my job when I first moved out here, he was from Northeastern too, and he had one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars in loans. That's wild, bro. I was, I'm I was sick. Like, yeah. Yo, you know how much I graduated with loans? Yes. Sick. Less? Zero? Less than le zero? Nothing? Bro, 17000 I've got more than that. I'm still paying off right now. I got twenty thousand. I got twenty thousand. I'm dealing with. Bro, I'm not, I paid up, I paid up <laughs> my loans already. To get rid of I paid, it up, I paid up my loans already. Shout out to us paying before Uncle Biden cancels it. Because honestly, I'm gonna be bitter if you still gonna have to pay. I'm gonna still have to pay it without Biden. So I looked into it. Biden's not helping me. For real? That's what I was saying. Seventy thousand. I don't give a fuck. I want that money back. I want that money back. I wouldn't have paid it. Yeah, I wouldn't have paid it. I finished with thirty-five. Um, but I didn't get That's a big ass flex, bro. He just said he paid fifty-five thousand a year. I graduated at thirty-five. That's yeah, a big flex. I ended up getting, I ended up getting a, uh, a wow. I didn't even hear. I didn't catch that. Wow. What do you say? I got a full academic scholarship to Northeastern. So oh, I, that's like, fine. Wow. Oh, yeah. bro. So LaSalle definitely was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so LaSalle was definitely worth it then. Cause For sure. 
I mean, you I can mean, you can get it from CF. I know someone just went to Harvard from CF like recently and stuff like that. You can, but the opportunities are better when you're coming from LaSalle or Hendrickson or Saints. That is a nice door to say, have open for you in the, the beginning. Only, the only thing that I like, I was maybe like slightly a tinge better about is um, Brown will uh, automatically admit valedictorians of any school. That's crazy. Oh, for real? So, I mean, okay, never, I, never been, never I mean, I was never, I was never an option for me, but that's kind of cool. <laughs> so I will say, I was, like I said, I, I would have been, or allegedly, I don't know, people, like you know, people are at the people that I knew at CF were super, super smart. But if I had finished as valedictorian at CF, I would have been able to go to Brown. Instead, I got rejected from Brown, going to LaSalle. But would you have went to Brown over Northeastern? I, I don't think I would have been as exposed to different things, so I don't think I would have heard of mm. Northeastern going to the CF. I yeah, so things happen how they should have. Yeah. So with the, the so, but my parents were like, and I I didn't need them to be involved in the college application process because I'm like pretty self sufficient. So I was like I was handling it. So they were fine with me going to school, Boston. Shout out to my parents though because they never once flinched at fifty five thousand dollars a year. They were like, if you're gonna do that, we're gonna support you, and you you're gonna do whatever you need to Damn. do. Damn. So they were like, they didn't yeah. even flinch. They were like, good, go to Northeastern, and they liked that it was close by. Um, so then you were talking about how you were partying when you were in high school. Oh, I joined the oh. party circuit when I was in college. I was a hot ass mess. I'm still a hot ass mess today, but <laughs> I joined later on in life. And so I remember my parents, you know, like our parents, our, our Colombian people turned the fuck up. Like oh, yeah. my parents were like the number one. And I remember when I was at family parties, when I started drinking, I will always be a mess. I was like throwing up and shit. And so my parents were like, bro, like, what are you doing with your life? And I was like, I'm so sick of y'all. I wasn't drinking. Until <laughs> yeah, now. Like, I'm a family. If I can't be a mess, then when can I be a mess? You know, like, well, y'all can take yeah. care of me. So I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to California. I literally said that to them. New Year's Eve 2013. I said, I'm moving to California. And I did, I said it to be like petty. I was like, I'm moving to California just so I can you, be far away from you. You didn't know at this point. I didn't know at this point. I didn't know. And so then I was like, you know what? Maybe I really should look into it. And so I applied to one job. And then my friend got me that connection in San Diego because that's where she was at. And then Dope. when it came to, I said, guess what, mom and dad? I'm going to California. Guess what? They were like, <laughs> they I manifested also, it. They also didn't, um, they weren't bothered by it. I will say my grandmother, rest in peace, the first thing she said to me, and this is such a like fucking Colombian grandma thing. She goes, mijo, cuando mm. yo me muera, no vas a llegar a mi funeral porque estás muy lejos. I was like, and that means you're going to be, when I die, you won't make it to my funeral because you live so far away. You that, was her, that, was her, literally, that was literally what she said to me. And I can attest to the fact that I did go to her funeral last year and I was on time. Shout out to the older generations. Yeah. They will always want to keep you at arm's length so uh -huh. that when they yeah. die, you can be, yeah. But, but they're again, the ones the only thinking one about that. Yeah, but I'm the only one in my family who lives extra far away. So, like, they all were like, are you sure you want to do this? And I was like, I, honestly, I will say the, be the best part of that decision that I made is I never really thought about it. I was like, bro, I, so said, I got you just got to do it. You got to take yeah, the opportunity so presents like, itself. You got to. I was like, yeah. I got a job. And, like, I think I don't think I'll regret ever taking this job because I know I have to go back to Rhode Island and be with my mm -hmm. family. But I would have regretted not taking the job because I would have been like, what would have happened then? What if? Like, what if I had moved to California? So I, mm. I didn't think about it much beyond that. I said, I got a job. I'm moving out there. And bam, I did it. But mm. I always knew Shout that out. through that conversation about work ethic. I was like, no matter what, I know I'm going to be a good worker. And I'm gonna ha I have great work ethic. So I'm going to succeed regardless of whatever the situation is. And I think that that's something that I, I, that's something that I really picked up from my time at CF, to be quite honest. Like, I knew that I had the tools. I knew that, like, I needed to do this. So I could change my life for the better. And so that's how it happened. 
wrap them back around so I can bring back my CFers. You know, you, get, you gotta shit on someone and then bring them back and give them a compliment. So I'm, I'm kind of shitting you guys a little bit earlier. Then at the same time, though, you need those like hard lessons and that hard environment to engage like like Joe did and he learned those values same thing with being from Providence or Pawtucket like you know it's literally the same shit it's just like a different city like that yeah. like the aura mm-hmm. around you guys so like us I, mean, I grew up in fucking Providence too so it's like yeah it's like tough growing up in situations and then like you learn from being in those situations and you become the man you are and that, no that's literally and then like you know then you're living your adult life and that also applies to, to that experience yeah, there's and, a lot of, like, you learn about life and I think being like, because we both went to Saints. So I'm not mm-hmm. sure if you heard you. Like, we both went to Saints. You went to LaSalle. I think being in those, you know, environments, it definitely trains you to be like, I think for me, being, you know, Colombian, as you know, I think everyone knows at this point, you can be around any different type of ethnicity. I can be around white people, black people, Spanish people. And I can, I can camouflage everyone. Bo can attest to that. I think everyone yeah. around, like, I can be around anybody, bro. Any ethnicity sure. you are. I can be around you. And a lot of people can't be around that. Like, if people are from Providence, they can't be around other, they can be around white people or like anybody. Like, it's just tough for them. They only know how to be around around what they grew up around. around. Yeah. So, being around that type of like high school, I can be around anybody, bro, and be around, literally talk to anybody. For sure. And that's and that's exactly right because like th- that story I said about the people who uh, in my high school who said that they were they, why couldn't they call black people the n word and the girl who said she doesn't like people speaking different languages it's a very I sheltered really, person yeah. it's a very sheltered person but I realize that like people exist like that so I'm yeah. not gonna be like oh yeah let me go over and fight them and do whatever whatever like it's gonna be like okay I I I know who you are and I understand who you are and yeah. the hell away from you but I'm gonna coexist around yeah for sure like, you yeah and you learn how to do that but without, there's like yeah. yeah. And there's people like that, I'm sure that you know, and that I know, and that Bo knows. You can be around, they'd be like, what? They want to fight them immediately. And it's like, bro, that's not going to get you nowhere. And they're not, they're not used to being around that type of environment, like those type of people. Mm. Right, like, right. But then that's I, also like the, 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 corporate, the corporate sugar mama situation. Yeah. I would say I was around, it was like hella people from Europe that are all in sales, and they make like billions of dollars. And I was just like... I, I was mixing it up with them. They were like, "Where did you come from? You're cool." Like, you yeah, we can say that Columbia originally. Yeah, we, can, we can say that story. <laughs> and quick, quick story for this lot. This this first podcast, bro. Like, be, touching on that, I went to school in New Orleans. I'm not sure if you know that. I don't think I told you that. I, I went to school, uh, the National Shooting Exchange, right in New Orleans. I told you. Yeah. yeah. That's a, that's a, uh, I never said this on the podcast yet. Um, I was with these two kids. They're from Milwaukee. They were white, yes. Mm-hmm. And they were like, they thought I was white. And they were how? like, I don't know. Whatever. Some okay. How uh, sometimes whatever, they're okay. now and then. <laughs> and they're like, oh, uh, we're talking, we're hanging out. And uh, when we first both got there, well, all three of us got there, they're best friends, whatever. And they're like, oh, where are you from? They and got I'm too like, comfortable with you. Yeah. And I was like, and I was just like, oh, like, you know, I'm from, I'm, I'm from Rhode Island, but I'm Colombian. And they're like, oh, that's cool. They don't even know what that is, really. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> they, 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 they've never <laughs> seen a Hispanic person. They don't know Colombian, South American. Or yeah. Like, yeah, they, they don't know they what it is. They're like, okay, person. yeah, that's like from somewhere on the East Coast, <laughs> Colombia. Yeah, they, <laughs> they said they never saw a Hispanic or a black person in their life. Yeah. The next day, they never talked to me ever again. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> Fuck. Crazy, bro. Oh, yeah. Bad. 
It's crazy because they don't know what to do. They don't. Yeah. It's it's a new and because their 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 impression of a, a brown or black person is what they've seen on TV, and any media or what they've seen on TV or what they've heard from their family is something completely like they've never right. like that interactions never happened. You almost kind of yeah. have to feel bad because it's like. Well, you, you're you're missing out on a lot of life mm. because your 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 sheltered upbringing has has made you, you, you close-minded well, and closed off to other. It's 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 sad. it sucks. Quick question Kinda for sad. you: before We wrap up this first podcast. We'll follow up with a second one. Being Portuguese and grow up, he grew up in Seekonk. Mm-hmm. No way you knew that. Around on, only white people. Yeah. So like, how <laughs> did you was going to Saints even like a culture shock for you? Like a little bit, yeah. Because when you it was well, it was weird initially growing up in Seekonk as kind of like an outsider. Because my family, like all, like aside from my mother, my mother grew up in Seekonk and then mm. left and then came back. That's how I ended up in Seekonk, and she met my father. Like when she was living in Pawtucket, mm. and growing up, like outside after she graduated high school and so on and so. When I like as, growing up in Seekonk, it was like it was kind of like being an outsider within Seekonk because I'm Portuguese and outside of the you know the subculture of Portuguese people that were in Seekonk, I was kind of like an outsider there, like from first grade on, and sort of had to ingratiate myself there. And so when I moved, when I it didn't move, I lived in Seekonk when I went to Saints. But when I went to Saints, it was it was it was a culture shock initially, but like I. Because I ha- I had to learn how to ingratiate myself with people who didn't know me from the jump in Seekonk, I sort of learned how to do that in... Were you a traitor, Bo? What's that? Were you a traitor, Bo? I'm sure people from Seekonk have uh, <laughs> thought of that because they like, like once I, once I was, once I was like announcing, like I, I was going to go to Saints and not go to Seekonk, like people like, it, that was like a very much like a, a, a sports, like, yeah, a sports decision. I wanted B- to play football. Bo was pretty for, good at football. Yeah, yeah I wanted nice. to play football. I wanted to play football for a place where, like, I might have an opportunity to go to a good school because yeah. I played football, and so that's why that was that's what kind of pushed my decision to go to Saints. And so a lot of people were, a lot of people in Seekonk were like, "Oh, who, who here's this kid who's really good at defense, really good at like he he'd be a huge because when when I was playing for like the youth program mm-hmm. there." Like that was the, they had just started they had just started up again the Seekonk Tigers the youth program there so it was it was like it was the first time where the the high school there was getting fed people you know young kids yeah, who actually knew how to play football yeah. for the first time in a few decades. Seekonk sucks though. Exactly. So, but that's but that's what like but they, for the first time they were starting to get kids who actually knew how to play the sport yeah. as opposed to just playing football for the first time mm. when you enter high school. You know what I mean? So they were like they were looking at people like from my class to be like, oh, here's the first class of kids who grew up playing football their whole life since they were six and now they're going to get into the high school and these and yeah, f- to, shout out to those people that class of kids were actually pretty good yeah. at seekonk but you, we played against them when we went to camp we used to kick the shit out of Smack them. them because it was and like a, kid, a school of 500 kids versus you know 1500 kids in seekonk we sh- for all intents and purposes we should have got the shit kicked yeah, out of us have. but we never did but yeah, because so like that's part of his stuff. Talent, so like talent how, goes where you have to pay money to go. Yeah, for sure. But how did you like feed? How did you deal with like the like the minorities? I guess like did you like were you like I don't like I don't know I don't, I, I don't know I'm, I'm somehow I also I'm out. I also like, how did you, grew, I, how'd you I wasn't feel blended in like you felt cultured already coming into it like not entirely a little bit because there was sort of more of it than what I was used to. But I also grew up like around Pawtucket. Like my, a lot of my family came from Pawtucket. I took uh, from six. Shout out to the bucket. 
from from six from from age six to I don't even know the fuck that is from age six to twenty two I was taking karate and MMA classes in Pawtucket around like so I'm I'm introduced from age six on to Spanish and black kids and I'm taking boxing and you know karate and so on and so forth so I'm I wasn't wasn't sheltered, a, a, you were sheltered. I, I wasn't sheltered well sheltered uh, less so than most kids from Seekonk but more so than kids who grew up in, mm. in, in Pawtucket and Providence. So there was a bit of a culture shock, but because I was ingratiated a little bit more than people from where I was from, I, it, it was, it was a shift that it didn't take mm. too much effort for me to kind of be like, okay, this, I can get this. I can Makes understand. Sense. I can, I can ingratiate myself and make friends. And I, and up until today, I can make friends with whoever, yeah. wherever. Yeah. I will say that Bo <laughs> never like, had an issue De- definitely dealing with the minorities. It, it's so it's so funny, though, because like that same line of questioning you're asking Bo is like, people from CF have to be Excuse trained me. the opposite way. People from CF have to be trained to like, know, like, not Ingratiate like, uh, themselves not with diversity. white people. <laughs> yeah, no, literally, I was like, I, like I, again, well, coming from CF, when I went to LaSalle, it's like, oh, shit, there's hella white people here. I have, ooh, this is a whole new environment. Yeah. And it was like I had to get used to the fact. Like I remember when I was when I first moved to the U.S. Um, I we used to do this thing at Ella Risk where like we used to like they used to call out your your name for attendance in the morning, and you have to tell them what lunch option you wanted. And I remember being like, "What the hell are these people saying?" Like it was like you said, <laughs> they were like, "They'll call your name and they'll say, and you have to say hot or cold lunch." And I remember I was okay. like, "What the hell?" But all the kids in my class spoke Spanish. They were like, "Oh, this is what you gotta do." I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> so it was like, it was cool. They all spoke Dude. Spanish. And you went to the side, and you're like, the only person. You're the Spanish. only person to speak Spanish. <laughs> Yo, I was, no, it was funny as hell too. They used to ask me for help with their Spanish homework, and I still tell the story to this day. They used to be like, "Yo, give us a sentence," and I used to be like, "El perro tiene hambre." And then I used to be like, "El perro tiene hambre." Okay. <laughs> the stark contrast to that was it's at Saints we had Spanish kids who were like making like you know international language academic all Americans because they speak Spanish and they're taking Spanish classes. <laughs> that happened yeah, all the time. Brother, my, older brother, my older brother did that. He took Spanish at LaSalle and they had to create a whole class for him because he was too advanced. Yeah, he's too advanced. He's by himself. Yeah. He's got so to he's he's like, write a you know, novel like, in Spanish now. No, he, so most people take um, AP Spanish, but it's AP Spanish language. Nobody really takes AP Spanish literature because you have to like, like write like full ass essays in Spanish. And so, yeah. It was him and one other Colombian girl in the class, and he ended up taking the AP exam and got the highest grade of the whole state. Damn, that's crazy. He got like that's a, sick. He got like a medal for it. That's still sick. You still have to write something compelling. <laughs> no, yeah. He, I remember he told me it was like he used to have to like read stuff that was like old Spanish where it was like uh, hints of Portuguese in it still. And he said oh, it was wow. like really, really interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's different. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. so we, we just got into whole Joe's, I said like childhood, high school life. Yeah. Yeah. We can take, we're going to cut this off. We have a part two with my boy, Joe, from SF, the city, the, the city. city SF. And we'll get part two will be his now 20s and on. And oh, look at Lord, his partying, his San Fran, his Gen Z hate. Oh, oh shit. We haven't even gotten to that. We get to his Gen Z hate. We'll get into his bar experience. He was the ultimate guide in SF when I went there a couple months ago, two months ago at this point. He was a great guy. We'll get to all that type of shit. Him love being a host, being a great host at that. His Trader Joe aura of choosing the Warriors over the Celtics. More coming on part two of my guy Joe from SF and my guy Bo from 
BP now. Seekonk. Well, Seekonk <laughs> originally, he has beef I, with Seekonk. We can that next. Year I don't have beef with Seekonk. I just don't live there. Yeah, <laughs> and now he's EP born, well, EP raised e- now at this point, and we're paying tax dollars. EP. <laughs> That's where my taxes go, yeah. We'll get to that next, too, in part two of conversation with my guy, Joe. Y-A-R-R on Instagram. Let's get it.